Sentire Media. You are listening to the Latavola Marche Radio Network. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for downloading and tuning into our podcast from Italy. Uh, my name is Jason. What Ashley? That is Ashley eating toast and che- delicious fresh pecorino cheese this mm-hmm. morning. It's so good. <laughs> we are the proprietors of La Tavola Marche, a agriturismo and cooking school here in the heart of Italy, Le Marche, Piobico, and we're ready to get back to it. I'm excited and a little bit all over the place because not only is this the third time we are trying to record this podcast, but it is a beautiful, beautiful end of winter's day. It's the 15th of March. It is early in the morning. The cats are going bonkers. We're ready to get to work. It's just like, oh my god, let's get the day going. Let, let's get the day going indeed. And I had myself a little temper tantrum freak out. What would you call it the other day? Yes, I'd call it a temper tantrum slash freak out. Uh, Realization that the... This happens once a year. Actually, twice a year. At the beginning of every season and at the end of every season. (laughs) Yes. I had my little, oh my god, people are going to be in our house in ten days and we've got to get our act together. Which we always do, but it always gets crazier before it gets better. better. So, the house has been a disaster for a few weeks. Well, let's take take them back. (laughs) Rewind. (laughs) We, the last time we came to you guys, our last episode, we were buried under snow. And, which was the biggest snowstorm of the century. The last time they had snowfall like this was in the 1800s sometimes. So, this was not only the talk of the town, but of Europe, for sure. Um, we had a pro- almost 10 feet of snow almost uh, at our house, uh, you know, in a rounding area in our house. We took off. There was a break for three days between the first major blast, first major, like, meter and a half and the second one. And we left. We went up north, um, which... F- Strangely enough, had no snow. Which we were lucky we left as well. The conditions were deteriorating. The road was almost impassable. The grocery stores had no food. Like, there was no milk. No milk, no eggs, no bread. No deliveries. Um, And the power started cutting on and off. So Mm -hmm. it was like, all right. It is time to go. And uh, when we came back, nothing with our house. We were very we lucky. We were very lucky. We had a couple of trees that you know fell down and a lot of branches that are broken. But some of our neighbors and our friends, especially the barns with um, the solar panels on top of them because of the added weight, I think, of the solar panels, uh, some of the barns fell. In fact, the, the most damage was due to livestock being killed or, or um, just because no one could get to the barns to feed them or because the... Barn the, uh, itself collapsed. the barn itself collapsed. The um, gymnasium in Piobico collapsed. So it was base. It was very costly, and it was basically the whole month of February was just lost. I mm-hmm. mean, no, no, nothing got done. No one could get anywhere. And then after it stopped snowing, it was a good, you know, ten days before you could really get around. Well, and we mentioned this the last time when we were talking about the snow, but it, we'll really see what happens with the the vines and the olive trees for production for this year as well. It could be very um, stunted, which is really sad. That is, and the price could go up as well. 
And it, yeah, that is true. So we'll keep you abreast of that. But things are returning to normal here in our little slice of heaven. Yes! Uh, and it's, the, you guys, it's like the sun is so nice and the weather's so gorgeous it makes you want to sing right now. Sorry, I'm just, I can barely contain myself! <laughs> we have opened up all the doors and windows to change the air, as they call it, in the house to um, get the cold, wet air of winter and bring in some nice, warm drier air of spring into the house because it's going to be in the, I would say it'd be in the high 60s, low 70s. It's going to be 18 degrees Celsius today. We're sitting out on the patio and we pulled out all of the pots with, uh, I planted 250 tulip bulbs in November. So a bunch of them are in the pots and then there's a few lines, uh, borders that I did around the front yard as well. So they really are starting to pop up, which is really fun to see. But I just want to get to work outside today. You and Gaji have been doing a ton. I had an article due yesterday, so I've been inside busy on the computer. Um, we have. We've trimmed up the, um, we've burned the hillsides. Uh, here in the in Italy, um, especially the older generation, I think, love to burn stuff. Pyro, pyro, man. So we've been cutting <laughs> down, we've been pruning all the trees and cutting off the limbs that are broken from the, the uh, from the weather, we've been cutting the all the dead grass and stuff off the hillsides and piling it up and making gigantic fires that we sit there and watch. And it seems, I, I like it, it's fun. But you working over outside. over and uh, light the fire tonight? Yep, working outside <laughs> is fun and, and it's good to get moving. We've started our garden plan for next year. We have our. For friend, this year. For this year, I'm sorry. Oh my god, this year already. <laughs> our, our neighbor Carolyn's gonna come over and she's already started our seeds. I'm behind in starting my seeds because we, ha- we have been doing so much inside. We painted the whole, basically the interior of the house and, mm-hmm. and uh, took, you know, everything off the shelves and took Every piece of furniture from be on the wall. A big spring clean. You know the drill. You know the you, drill. You gotta the, get the behind behind everything and the cracks, the whole thing. Yep. It feels good, though. What about the chicken coop? You guys were kind of surveying it. How much work needs to be done down there? Uh, not too much. The um, chicken coop, the the roof is just the wire, chick, you know, the fine chicken wire. So it did kind of cave down. Da- it didn't cave in, but it ca- went down. It kind of got bent down. So we were reinforcing that. We're gonna is get- the rat king still living down there? Nope. The rat king <laughs> is not down there. The snow killed them all? Uh, or they left. They took Or the off. cats. Um, but the chickens will be getting soon. We'll do a whole, uh, mm-hmm. w- you know, reawakening of the earth and the and the garden. We'll do a podcast about that. But uh, this week's podcast, um, yeah, let's get to it. We brought, we had our well here. You well, our friends um, Antonio and Paula from Maki Gelateria and Fano stopped by. They um, are so nice, and they like us have a very crazy schedule and have really busy in the spring and summer and in the winter they took off so they are getting back to work like us and had the afternoon free and decided to come by for the very first time we've known them for a couple years and normally when we see them it's just you know we come by on one of our days off like they did exactly and we stop into the shop and say hello and have a gelato and speak you know we chat for 20 minutes but But they're at work they're at work just like so it was nice to have so they came over and we got to sit around for a couple hours and just chat and hang out and they brought oh my god delicious homemade chocolate specialty things what do you call that chocolates i know but like there's not a fancier word for it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no when they're done in all the little pretty shapes and um, eggs and filled he did things like had it filled with basil okay he had a couple good ones that were really good he filled in 
um, when he, in the off season like us, you have more time, so he likes to play with chocolates, and he filled one with like a um, something in basil. It was I liked it. it was oh, good. orange and basil. Orange and basil. Orange and basil. It was really nice. Yes. So anyway, but here is the interview that we um, sat down with them and just chatted about their gelato shop. And um, we are, and you'll post their information yep. on the on the thing. Okay, I know I talked about that like four times. So here they are, uh, Antonio and Paola. Okay. Hello! We are sitting here in the kitchen with two of our friends, Paula and Antonio from Maki Gelateria Inferno. Hello, welcome! Ciao! Ciao! Well, since you guys came by to see the house and have a little chat, we thought since we have you here, we would do a little podcast interview. And your gelato is my most favorite in this whole area, so of course we wanted to have, we have so many questions about ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, gelato, gelato, gelato. So, where to begin? First, what is the difference between gelato and ice cream? Gelato is the traditional uh, Italian stuff. And uh, it's supposed to be with a little less uh, fat mm-hmm. than the traditional um, the, the, the American ice cream. Uh, that's, I think, the basic difference. Uh, and it's softer, usually? Yes, it's usually served uh, when you buy it in an ice cream shop in a gelateria. It's served at a temperature that is a little higher than uh, the one that you have in your refrigerator. And therefore, it stays a little softer. Now, I think gelato, like pizza, it can be found in a million places all over Italy. Every bar has gelato. Every, every corner has a pizzeria. But it's very hard to find good gelato or good pizza. pizza. <laughs> what is the difference between the gelato you make and what you would find in a bar on the si- uh, in any town in all of Italy? <laughs> That's a nice question. We try to make it as natural as possible and as close to the tradition as possible. We do not use any uh, product prepared by the industry for the, gel- the other gelaterias. We use only very natural ingredients. We select them one by one. Uh, we know all the producers, and uh, that's the, 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 the main difference. Yes, so most that's the ni- point. That's in- ingredients. Ingredients makes the difference. So if you want to buy a, a very good pizza, very good ice cream, or a very good pasta in Italy, you have to be careful about the ingredients that are used to, made it, to make it. Um, uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, the ingredients are obviously crucial, very important, but uh, the, the way to, to use it is also very important. The technique ah, yes. is also is important. We study a lot and we can count on a very old uh, family tradition. Uh, Paola, brother-in-law, has a very uh, famous gelateria in Milan that has been running for Almost 50 years now. So is well, that, that, is that was our next question. Where did you... Six years ago? Seven, six years ago? Six years ago. You opened Maki in Vano. Yeah. Where did this passion for gelato come from? Uh, our passion arrived for food in general <laughs> and wine. This is why we are good friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we, we found out almost... In, Immediately that uh, we had a, a hidden treasure in our family that uh, uh, Paula, brother-in-law, had uh, this fantastic gelateria with uh, 
very little comparison or uh, likes in, uh, in Italy and we wanting to, to move in the, in the food business so we decided that uh, we had to exploit that know-how. And where do you come up with ideas for your different flavors of the ice cream? And uh, two parts. Where do you come up with the ideas for your flavors? And how... Because I know Italians are very traditional. As you can see, we just had a discussion <laughs> with the doctor about yeah. putting different things in... Um, in recipes. In recipes. General. And he was very against it. Even the chocolate. In yes. the chocolate. <laughs> he didn't want to see anything but a bar of chocolate. So <laughs> Italians are very traditional, but you want to be... Um, you want to be creative, creative with your flavors. your own flavors. Well, actually, we are traditional. Um, some of our, possibly some of our preferred uh, flavors are the most traditional ones, the pistachio, hazelnut, uh, simple cream. But when you do something, you want to put some something of yourself in what you do. Absolutely. So, uh, personal. it's like <laughs> the ingredients. You want to choose the best. You want to, to, to choose something different. And so sometimes you need to, to experience something different. We travel a lot, we eat a lot, we love exotic uh, food. So sometimes you want to try uh, an Asian or uh, a, a, a different we, ingredient uh, in a classic ice cream. You know, our shop, we have 40 to 48 uh, flavors That's in incredible. summer. It's By a the way, 40 so, that you make, make that you make by hand, by hand. yes one by one that's one by not one every small day. number and 48 so. different recipes yes. because we don't have a, a a single recipe a single base for all the flavors so it's not like you're just adding different no. flavors to no. one no. so we have space to say 25 uh, traditional uh, flavors, uh, 15, 10, 15 of uh, fruit sorbet, and uh, maybe another 10 flavors that uh, we rotate a little bit in which we uh, put our creativity at work. Which I have to say, I love when I come in in the summer and I see Antonio and I say, what should I have? And I see more, he'll say, oh, 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 he gets excited. He's like, okay, stay right there, have this. And then if I hang out just long enough chatting with Polish, she might think it's just being friendly, but really it's if I finish my ice cream, Antonio might come out with something else for me to try. So... He says, oh, have this, have this lemon granita on your way home. I think, well, of course I have to. It's so good. But it's fun because, yes, like you said, the traditional flavors, flavors are so good and strong. But then when you do things like mix ricotta and local honey, honey yeah. oh, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Or the very, I like how you said, yes, it's traditional when you do things like take the vichelina. Yes, and, which is a very yes. special local cherry wild wild cherry liquor, and to make that into a gelato is fabulous, and it's a wonderful way to take something so traditional of this liquor and make it new. Absolutely, yeah. living here for the last. Uh six years, yeah. just like you I guess, we, we had now a network of uh, local producers, food lovers, uh, so what we like to do is to use the local products, uh, at least in some of the flavors, uh -huh. so to say the honey, um, the, the wine, the, the the wine, wine. Uh, sure. and all these uh, this local products. We have our uh, local fruit growers, so we like to have the peaches from our, you know, from our area, just like the strawberries. 
we need to have some link to our territory and uh, we'd like to, to have it in this way. Yeah, it's better and it's more special mm -hmm. because you know that you can't find the cherry wine from yes. this area in Sicily. No. You may find a beautiful survey in Sicily, but not this one. Exactly. So, no, since the local... Um, uh, ingredients are obviously much easier to find as well when you pick something very exotic how do you find the fruit or do you find the fruit and, and then, then make, make the a gelato, gelato? It, it how, which comes first the fruit or the gelato With the idea yeah yes. you mean yes usually it comes first the idea okay. then uh, maybe it takes uh, several months or maybe year, <laughs> even years <laughs> to, find the to, find, yeah. find, to find ingredients and um, yes but usually the idea comes it's first it's like the lavender we make uh, an ice cream uh, with the lavender oil oh yeah. it's beautiful and it's yeah it's very fresh but it's it's not easy to find uh, the the good, uh, the right lavender mm -hmm. for the for the ice cream. Okay, so, so we had beer. to wait a little bit. I had to look around a little bit. Is that the biggest challenge? Apart from running the the gelateria every day, finding the different ingredients is that what take is that a very difficult? I think <laughs> it, that's difficult. But the, the most difficult thing is to. Uh, to pass the message to the clients, absolutely. Yes. I mean, uh, to make them understand, uh, uh, they usually understand the difference, but you need to get their attention first. Uh, you know, the ice cream is something you pick up on the street and you eat it sometimes, it's and you don't have the, uh, the attention to say, okay, let's stop a second and uh, think about what I'm eating right now and focus on the, on the quality and finding in this ice cream and that that's very difficult to so let, so let's ex let's educate people who are listening who've maybe never been to Italy and never really had real Italian gelato real Italian gelato should ha artisanal should be how should it, tell me the difference if you were explaining yes. between the two okay first you have to look at it okay um, look only for pretty natural colors uh, and also uh, don't go in those places where they have huge mountains of gelatos mm -hmm. coming out of the fridge. That, Very you know, decorated. That, uh, yes. That, uh, that, that's a symptom that uh, transgenic fats may be in there or a lot of stabilizer. That's not a natural product. Natural product would stay on the line of... It's flat. It's flat. And below so. the freezing line. Exactly. It must be very, and, uh, very cold. Okay. okay. Then the other thing, when you taste it... Um, I think that the, the best uh, the best thing you have to to look for is to find different flavors that look different. Many places, you know, you, you have three flavors on your cone, and after uh, twenty seconds, you can uh, distinguish they one from the other. They match together, and you can't really understand. And then the what third you're thing, you have to. Uh, pay a little attention, uh, maybe half an hour or an hour after you finish ah, yes. and see if you have digested it. And uh, if and a natural one will leave your mouth clean, uh, not a lot of uh, you know dryness in uh, in your mouth, and uh, you will digest it with, uh, with, without any. Problem. I also find the the industrial gelatos leave like a coating on your tongue. It's almost it's yes. not oil, but it's yes, it is oil. It is oil. It's actually oil. Uh, yes, a lot of industrial uh, gelatos or the bad artisanal mm. gelato use uh, 
hydrogenated uh, uh, oils, vegetable yep. oils and uh, those have a melting uh, uh, degree temperature that is higher of the body temperature and therefore it, it remains around in your mouth okay. interesting and it makes you feel thirsty after yeah. yes. after a few minutes 10 minutes you feel like having a glass of water sometimes you see that people is used to drink to buy water together with ice cream ah. because they normally eat let's say low quality ice creams it's also very bad for your health yes it's bad even if it's not hydrogenated fat it's not good anyway so when people go so you want to look for the ice the gelato should not be mounted over it shouldn't be crazy green or red or funny colors it should be below the line of the the freezer and should the sign on the outside say artisanale or does that not matter (laughs) No, that's not necessarily. Because I've seen places see artigianale. By made, handmade, artigianale. Locally produced, uh, there are many ways to call uh, the gelato. But it's not not, uh, necessarily. That's not enough to to spot the quality. No. You have to to give a chance (laughs) to, to the ice cream shop and try it. Speaking of giving it a chance, I was curious what your feelings are on samplers. People who like Ashley to loves to have a sample. <laughs> it's good. I tend to choose a flavor that I won't get just yes. to try it. Even though I know I'm picking another flavor. It's all crazy. I'm crazy. Jason likes to stand back and watch. Is it um, okay to ask for flavors, uh, to have a sample? Yes, it is. We offer. Sometimes we we understand that the client is uncertain. He would like to try, but he does not uh, want to do it. So can you tell the um, people listening, how would you say in Italian, can I please have have a a sample? sample Can I try a sample? Posso assaggiarlo? Yeah, 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 of course. You, You can you Può have to assaggiare, Può sì. farmela assaggiare. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. It's, yes. it's also it's good for us to have uh, people that is curious and uh, would like yeah. to try. Obviously, you know, if you come on 15 of August, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you ask for 30 people behind you and you ask to taste uh, five different flavors, <laughs> I might get a little nervous. <laughs> but uh, normal afternoon, uh, we're very pleased to introduce to our introduce you to and our And it's flavors. good because in this case, if you are a passionate ice cream maker, you can um, let people try the best you have in that moment. True. Uh, a new ingredient, a new ice cream, something you are trying for the first time and you want the reaction, you want uh-huh. to know the reaction of your client. So it might be best to let the ice cream maker choose the flavors because he would he or she would know what is fresh or what's the best no. that day. It depends if the ice cream cream uh, ice cream makers wants you to try the best or wants yeah. to get rid of the that is true. Can you suggest with all with 40 different flavors uh, 40 different flavors people don't know what combinations go well together. Can you name two or three or different tell, tell us what your favorite combinations are or two or three different uh, flavors that go together well so when they come. Of course. Yeah. I, I love the combination of sorbets so fresh fruit sorbets with uh, dark chocolate. Okay. Ah. That's and I, I love the double dark 
chocolate with rum. That is a sorbet with no milk. Mm -hmm. It's just water, chocolate, and uh, a little bit of rum with strawberry or um, tangerine sorbets. So you like the chocolate and the fruit together? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I am very lazy on that. My ice creams are always the same. Either one of uh, pistachio or hazelnut, one kind of chocolate, we make many, and then um, usually one uh, custard, uh, cream made with eggs. It's okay. a very classic. Or coffee. <laughs> That's it. I, I like sometimes to have a sorbet, but usually 90% of the times I eat always the same time. My, for me as a client, the ice cream shop can have only maybe 10 flavors. <laughs> Italian we were talking Why about before. Italian. Italian. I, here's You're the chef, too, who yes. makes the crazy... Yes, <laughs> pistachio, hazelnut, and when you find the, the good pistachio, the yes, good the pistachio, one with the, yes. yeah, I understand. Um, you can't get rid of it. No, pistachio. I, That's another thing. Pistachio... Um, gelato shouldn't be green green. It's almost no. a brownish yes. green. Yes, uh, it depends. There are two, yeah, it is never as green as um, an apple peas. or peas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, never. Uh, it can be a little green depending on how thin it's grounded. Okay. Ah. The thinner is grounded, so the, the the smoother the paste you use to make the ice cream is, um, the more the color goes towards brown. Interesting. Okay. I yeah. oh, it's okay. because of uh, chlorophyll. Is chlorophyll. Yeah. Chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. Um, it gets oxidated when it's uh, smashed. Oh, okay. So it's very bright when the pistachio is fresh. It's in... in Simple. Yes. Yeah, it's not grounded, but as soon as you mm, ground it, yes, it gets darker, and it's totally natural. It's a totally natural uh, process. Interesting. Yes, Very and the flavor doesn't change. No. No. I like to use pistachio as my uh, base. Base to to. to Different gelateries. Yes. yes. I like to say, okay, how is the. That's my. Yes, go-to. it's a good way. Mm-hmm. It's a good understand. way because pistachio is a very expensive yes. uh, ingredient. Uh, and get as expensive as uh, 70 euros per kilo, even more. Yes. Now, so uh, if you. You know, it's a symptom of how much care the, yeah, the, ice, the cream ice cream maker puts yeah. in choosing the ingredients. And uh, if you find a very bad pistachio for you know 15 euros uh, a kilo, that it means makes that they are saving yes. on all the ingredients. Mm-hmm. So, um, if um, may, do you know? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Any other? You, your family has a uh, gelateria in Milan. Yes. If, if maybe people aren't going to be in Fano, maybe they're going to Milan this summer. Oh yes. Please give out the the name of it and the address. It's quite easy to find it because it's very. It's in the middle of Milan. It's in the center. It's very close to the station, and it's La Bottega del Gelato. Okay. The family name is Cardelli, and it's very. It's a very a traditional. A con- Completely traditional ice cream shop. It's near uh, Corso Buenos Aires. Okay. Here. Now, if you're traveling outside La Marque or outside si. Milano, where do you like to have ice cream? Turin. Now we go to Turin. Turin and Rome are uh, probably now the you know, two places uh, in which you can find a different, very nice uh, shops. What do you look for when you're looking yeah. for gelato to eat? The, the name of the shop, or there's a very famous ice cream maker in Turin. The name is Al Marchetti, mm-hmm. Alberto Marchetti, and we look for 
what we, we suppose clients look uh, when they come to our shop. The best ingredients uh, work in the, in the best possible way. So a very um, intense ice cream with no um, particular points of uh, sweetness or uh, greasiness in the mouth when you, when you melt it. So the, in, uh, the intensity of the flavor should be uh, the first thing that strikes you when you eat it. Mm. We don't like too much uh, very fatty ice no, creams, even though there are some places in Italy in which traditionally the, the ice creams are yeah, fatter, like I, uh, Bologna, for instance. I was just going to ask we, what you thought we about go Bologna. Pane, you've been to Pane e Cioccolato in, in Riccione. No, no, not yet. Oh, we heard about it. Very fatty, like you were talking about. We heard about, about it. But mm. pinoli, like their pine nut it's is too, so good, but you'll get sick. You'll get, like, you can no. take two tastes and no. you can't eat anymore. No. It's no. too something heavy. Like, yes, I don't particularly like, like an ice cream. cream that when you finished, you... It's not necessary to have another one, but, but you, you feel will, like having another one. Like, like if you want to have a little yes, more, you might have yes. a little No, back. I say one good cone deserves another. Exactly. <laughs> Yesterday, there was a guy at our place. He had a, a huge cup of 250 grams of ice cream. That's, after, a, that's a half a pound of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> at the end, he said, this is too good. And you know what? I'll have another one. <laughs> the same size. And when he, he had that one, he said... It's so good. I could have another one. I stop it, but it's so good. The guy it was big. <laughs> it was quite hard. Yeah, he's tall. He's big. But he said, you don't really feel like uh, having eaten. After a while, you are all right. You, you may feel hungry after one hour. So uh, that's good. It needs to be a nice, healthy snack in the yes. afternoon. And, uh... Not heavy. Not heavy at all. I've said before, we've finished ice cream gelato from you. We would have gone and back, but we didn't want to embarrass ourselves. <laughs> the same day. I said, oh my god, I can do it again. He's like, you go back. I'm like, no, you go back. <laughs> We're going to look like the fatties who can't stop. <laughs> no, we are used to it. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time and talking a little bit about gelato. The season's coming. The, yeah. uh, the, the gelato season's coming. We'll have a link, of course, to your you place. Will. But please, tell everyone exactly where it is and what Maki means. Maki uh, is a <laughs> it's a word in uh, in the in the dialect of Fano that uh, struck Paola when she first uh, came to Fano and means here simply right here right here I like it's it a, it's a very common expressions that people in Fano used to say right here where are you, where are you going well Maki Maki maybe I just stop in here I like it I like it so please give it do you have a website uh, not no. yet we'll have it okay. by the end of this year we have a Facebook page okay. yes and you could um, it's just Maki no, yes, artigianale Maki and the address it's Piazza degli Avveduti number one but it's very easy to see it in Fano in the very center of Fano and we'll put the uh, we'll put a little on our blog when we put this up we'll put a little map quest little thing so everyone will be able to find you thank you so much thank you guys <laughs> it's Thanks. always nice to right. talk about we'll wait for ice you, cream uh, for, the na- for a nice ice cream <laughs> what should I get when you come in Fano what, what's what's maybe season? something new oh you'll never know I maybe know. something new yeah. I'm hungry now springtime <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Ciao. 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 Well, I don't know about you, but I'm craving gelato. I could... I, I could, could go. I could go. I'm just saying. Maybe a split. I'd split one. It is kind of I'd say early. get your own. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, again, it was great to see those guys, yes. and they make fan freaking tastic gelato. Mm-hmm. And you must, if you're anywhere within anywhere near the Adriatic coast, you must go see them. Yes. What do you have going on for the uh, for today, Ash? What's, what are you doing? I am going to work in the little um, herb garden. I started it already. Started cleaning out some of the. Um, all the leaves and clean it up. I mean, it's just, it's overgrown and needs to be cut back and you wanted me to plant some dill. I have some dill seeds that Carolyn gave us. I will be working on finishing, um, trimming up the hedges and then I will do the baseboard in the kitchen that needs to be, Mm. uh, done. And then I don't know. We went to, we, it was nice yesterday as well. So we made our first trip to the nursery. We've got spring favor. We do. What'd you get? (laughs) These are great. I got roadies. What are roadies? <laughs> Rhododendrons. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice big bushes, and except our winters get a little too cold, they said, so they're going to have to stay as potted plants, which is a bit of a bummer, because where I grew up in Seattle, they uh, are huge bushes out there. But um, we'll see. We'll see how they do. And Are they in the same family as a hydrangea? Yes. Oh, so you know how to kill them. Yes. You know how to kill their cousins. I'm really good at that. <laughs> Acidic soil. I never said I had a green thumb. (laughs) Well, we are going to get to work. It's time to go. Thank you so much for downloading. Uh, Throw out our uh, info. All right. If you are looking for a lovely holiday in Lamarque, check us out. www.latavolamarque.com. And we have, like Jason said, an organic farm, an inn, and a cooking school. So you are more than welcome to come out and share our little slice of paradise. Uh, please like us or write a comment on iTunes, and it helps us out on there. And Oh, oh you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter. the whole thing. Um, also, I don't know if this is tacky or not, but oh, we are it's looking... a little tacky, but go for it. We're looking for a couple of few iPads. If you used ones, I don't want new ones, and I know that the new iPad just came out. And if you're going to buy a new one or have already bought a new one and have a used one and want to sell it or get rid of it, please contact at info at Latovolamarque. I don't know. I've been on eBay, but how do you know? I'd rather someone I knew or maybe you know someone or well, maybe they fell off a truck, eh? I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> um, but why we want to use them is for the cooking classes because we thought it would be a really cool hands-on, touchable way to... Scroll through the recipes. recipes. Yeah, so something different. Incorporating three hundred year old stone farmhouse with modern day technology. It's pretty Actually, incredible. Yeah, wow. I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Groovy. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you soon from beautiful Le Marquet, Italy. Ciao. Ciao. Sentire media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. 
and we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.